morning we're going to do a guided meditation, affectionately known as the Big Mind Meditation. So sit in a comfortable but reasonably straight posture. We begin by opening to sounds. I may occasionally ring the bell since it's so quiet, uh, just to give you a sound to pay attention to. But at first, just open to sound the sound of my voice, you know, of the occasional distinct sounds that may arise, and even the sound of silence. Just staying soft, relaxed, receptive, not looking for anything. Simply being open to the sounds that appear. Let the mind be at ease. Relaxed. Open to whatever arises in the realm of sound. Notice how effortlessly each sound is known in the moment that it appears. The knowing is not anticipating, it's not lagging. Let the mind become like a big sky, empty sky, empty space. Different sounds are appearing and changing and vanishing in the open space of the mind.
mind is open, receptive, aware of the sound of my voice, the other sounds that may appear, sound of silence, It's not looking for sound, rather it's simply opening to them. mind is like open space. Sounds appear and disappear in this open emptiness of mind. And open to different sensations that arise and appear. Sensations are points of feeling, like stars in the night sky. There's no solid body. There's no head or shoulders or back or knees, only points of sensation, points of feeling, appearing and disappearing in the open emptiness of mind.
There's no inside, no outside, no boundaries or separation. Only sounds, sensations, appearing and disappearing in the open space of mind. There's no solid body, no head or shoulders, back or chest, arms or legs. Only particular points of sensation, points of feeling. Like stars in the night sky, appearing and changing in the open, empty space of mind. Notice how effortlessly each sound is known in the moment it appears. Notice how effortlessly each sensation is known in the moment it appears.
be aware of thoughts and images like clouds in the sky just appearing and disappearing in the open, empty space of mind. There's no inside, no outside, no boundaries or separation, just sounds, sensations, thoughts and images appearing and dissolving in the open emptiness of mind. not wanting, not looking, simply resting in the empty, aware space of mind as sounds appear, sensations appear as points of feeling. Thoughts and images appear
rest at ease the weary mind. There's no solid body, no head, no shoulders, no back, no chest, no arms or hands or legs or feet, only points of sensation, points of feeling, like stars in the night sky appearing and changing in the open, empty space of mind. No wanting, no doing. All experience appears and changes and disappears by itself.
Experience directly your own mind. It's invisible, clear, without color, without form. Directly experience your own mind. Empty, open. It is, but it doesn't exist. Experience directly your own mind. Knows all things but is not composed of them. Unformed, unborn. Directly experience your own mind. Experience directly your own mind. Can't be seen, can't be touched. No color, no form. Empty like space. It knows all appearances, but is not composed of them. Looking for it, there's nothing to find. 
yet it knows all things. Experience directly your own mind. There's no inside, no outside, no boundaries or separation, only sounds, sensations, thoughts and images, peering and changing in the open emptiness of mind. There's no solid body, no head or shoulders, back or chest, arms or legs, only points of sensation, points of feeling like stars in the night sky. (laughs) 
appearing and changing in the open emptiness of mind. Experience directly your own mind. Look for it, there's nothing to find. Open, empty, without color, without form. It is but it doesn't exist. Directly experience your own mind. It knows all things, but isn't composed of them. Unformed, unborn, Experience directly your own mind. The cognizing power of emptiness.
There's no inside or outside, (coughs) no boundaries, no separation. Sounds, sensations, thoughts and images, known immediately in the moment they appear. Sounds appear, sensations appear, thoughts and images appear in the open emptiness of mind. There's nothing to do, nothing to be, nothing to have.
Sounds are known. Known by what? Experience directly the nature of mind. Empty. Open. No color, no form. The cognizing power of emptiness. No inside, no outside, no boundaries, no separation. Just sounds, sensations, thoughts and images, appearing and changing in the empty open space of mind. If you found this helpful at all, you can play with this you know, during the day in other sittings and also in walking or moving about and simply including the visual field as another appearance of mind. It's just like sound or sensation. The sights are being known, color and form is being known. 
If you didn't find it helpful, forget about it. Do you have any questions? Okay, I'm not sure I totally got the last part, but I'll, I'll try. My experience has been that insights do come both in, on and off retreat, but the potential for really transforming insights, I think, is enhanced out of retreat by all the work done on retreat, you know, because we've trained ourselves to some extent to be paying attention and to be watching our minds and to see in the different ways that our mind creates suffering, both here as we're doing intensive practice, but it's the same process outside. And so I don't see, in, uh, I see the connection and I've, I've experienced the connection that the work that we do here opens us uh, with greater clarity to the processes that are going on. So in the busyness of our lives, you know, we get caught or we're suffering, we have a reservoir of understanding uh, you know, that really can illuminate that situation in our lives. So I wouldn't make it a problem. You know, it's the time on retreat is invaluable because it's a chance to really apply as much as possible an undistracted attention. You know, it's, it's a very protected and safe environment. And yet what we learn here has total application to our lives in the world. Uh, so I th they just work together. Uh, in terms of effort, as I was saying last night, we go through different cycles and for different people we have to apply that arousing of virya in different ways. You know, and it's... For myself, just by temperament, uh, basically a comfort junkie. So for me, when I was working with Saida Upandita, who's, you know, a, a real effort junkie, 
it was great. It was just the balance I needed. I kind of needed that push, that you know, work hard, and I really extended myself in working with him. At other times, both in my own practice and for other people, it's the opposite that's true. You know, we're always pushing so hard, and uh, you know, our tendency is to push and to then judge ourselves. So for those people, the softening aspect of virya is important. So again, I think it's just a question of paying attention to finding the balance. Where's, when is the mind and our effort rightly tuned? Uh, and that takes attentiveness. We have to see, is it too tight? Is it too loose? Um, so I don't know if that approached what you were asking about. For some it is, and for some it isn't. (laughs) And you can figure out. (laughs) You know, each one of you knows the answer to that question for you. So it's not to create some kind of model and we try to fit ourselves into a model. We know, you all know, the value that comes from the retreat space, the value of kind of extending limits, you know when it's too much and you need to back off a little bit. So it's really just to look at your own experience and uh, trust it. And this is one of the things that happens with Dharma practice. Once the Dharma hook is in, you really don't have any choice. And what are you going to do? You're going to go out, yeah, I'm going to go out and be more greedy. (laughs) I'm going to really cultivate anger. (laughs) You know, once we see, once even a glimpse, we may have a lot of ups and downs and, you know, fall down along the way, but the basic understanding is there. And so we just keep going. Sometimes kicking and screaming, but we keep going. And I think just, I think the, the great value of the retreat space, and in a way this is what I wanted to emphasize last night, because you really don't have any other responsibilities here. It's a great laboratory of exploration. You know, you don't have to worry about if I stay up really late and I'm tired the next day, you won't be able to do your job. You know, just explore. If you if you feel like it, if, if that energy is there and the interest is there, you know, so you extend and you see what happens. Is it helpful? Is it not helpful? You're tired the next day, fine. You work with that, you take a rest, whatever is appropriate in the moment. But this is the space to do the exploration and it's a great, great gift. Uh, you know, and so if we bring that, that, that kind of spirit of interest and exploration, it's fantastic.
Yeah. So the the comment was that for her, the guided meditation was not helpful, that it was more of a suggestion of what to experience rather than an invitation for one's own exploration. You know, all of the different words that we use, in all of the words, are simply pointers. And for different ones of us, certain words will be helpful, certain words will not be helpful. And that's why I said at the end, because you're not the first person who, you know, has said, this didn't connect, this didn't feel right, for a variety of reasons. Let it go, because it is still just another way of conceptualizing things. You know, and if the concepts are onward leading or pointing to something, fine. If they're not, I wouldn't, uh, it's not a problem. And Uh, it might be a good idea to to have a suggestion of that in the beginning of it. I'll try to remember the next time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in my view, what is quite different, I found it very helpful. And I just want to refer to a remark of yours at the end when you said, well, if you didn't find it helpful, just forget about it. Um, This is yeah. this is the other side. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> basically, I would trust the Dharma, <laughs> surrender to the Dharma. For some people, it will be exactly like you say. You know, for some people, it tune in right away. Some people, 
doesn't make sense, but there's a seed planted. For other people, it's not the appropriate concept. It's not the appropriate words, and they'll find their way in some other way. Okay. Bottom line. This is bottom line. Be aware of what's arising and don't cling. (laughs) However you do it is fine. (laughs) Big mind, aware of what's arising, don't cling. Small mind, being aware of what's arising, don't cling. (laughs) Because that's where the freedom is. And everything, everything that's said is a skillful means. You know, and for some people, some things are skillful, others are not. Uh, so it's really, imp- it's really important to understand what the essence of the practice is. You know, it's not in the words, it's not in the framework. It's an awareness of what's arising and not clinging. You know? So it, it comes down to a great simplicity. Okay. <laughs> Is there anybody here, because of the change of schedule last night, who was not at the talk last night? Yeah, okay. So we're going to try to uh, get a CD of it and play it in 101 at 7.30 tonight. Because tonight it's 7.45? Yeah, because of the- oh, 7.45. Yeah, 7.45. Tonight is going to be the guided metta. And that's why there was the confusion. Uh, so just check on the board to see if that uh, CD will be played. We're trying to arrange it, but it's not totally certain yet. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it will. Just don't get attached to the space. <laughs> okay. Uh, that it? Enjoy the day. This beautiful Massachusetts day. <laughs> Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.